In this episode of the Human Anatomy series, we give an overview of the vertebral column. In subsequent episodes, we'll be covering each of the vertebrae in turn. In the vertebral column, there are normally 33 vertebrae. The upper 24 are articulating and separated from each other by intervertebral discs, and the lower nine are fused in adults, five in the sacrum and four in the coccyx, which is also known as the tailbone. The articulating vertebra are named according to their region of the spine. There are seven cervical vertebra, 12 thoracic and five lumbar. The number of vertebra in, in a region can vary, but the overall number remains consistent. There are ligaments extending the length of the column at the front and back and in between the vertebra joining the spinous processes, the transverse processes and the vertebral laminae. The vertebra of the cervical, thoracic and lumbar spines are independent bones and generally quite similar. The vertebrae of the sacrum and coccyx are typically fused and able to move independently. Two special vertebrae are the atlas and axis on which the head rests. A typical vertebra consists of two parts, the vertebral body and the vertebral arch. The vertebral arch is posterior, meaning it faces towards the back of a person. Together these enclose the vertebral foramen, which contains the spinal cord. Because the cord ends in the lumbar spine and the sacrum and coccyx are fused, they do not contain a central foramina. The vertebral arch is formed by a pair of pedicles and a pair of laminae, and supports seven processes, four articular, two transverse, and one spinous, the latter also being known as the neural spine. Two transverse processes and one spinous process are posterior to the vertebral body. The spinous process comes out of the back, one transverse process comes out of the left and one of the right. The spinous processes of the cervical and lumbar regions can be felt through the skin. Above and below each vertebra are joints called facet joints. These restrict the range of movements possible and are joined by a thin portion of the neural arch called the pars interarticularis. In between each pair of vertebra are two small holes called intervertebral foramina. The spinal nerves leave the spinal cord through these holes. Individual vertebra are named according to their region and position. From top to bottom, the vertebra are the cervical spine, which contains seven vertebra C1 to C7, 12 thoracic vertebra T1 to T12, five lumbar vertebra L1 to L5, five fused sacral vertebra S1 to S5, and the coccyx, which is made of four fused vertebra and is also referred to as the tailbone. When the vertebra are articulated with each other, the bodies form a strong pillar for the support of the head and trunk, and the vertebral foramina constitute a canal for the projection of the spinal cord. While between every pair of vertebra are two apertures, the intervertebral foramina, one on either side for the tr transmission of the spinal nerves and vessels. As mentioned, each vertebra has typical characteristics, including the body, which is the largest part of a vertebra and is more or less cylindrical in shape. The pedicles are two short, thick processes which project backwards, one on either side, from the upward part of the body at the junction of its posterior and lateral surfaces. The laminae are two broad plates directed backward and medialward from the pedicles, fusing in the midline and completing the posterior boundary of the vertebral foramen. The anterior surfaces of these are rough for the attachment of the ligaments and flavum. The spinous processes are directed backward and downward from the junction of the laminae, and serve for the attachment of muscles and ligaments. The articular processes 
two superior and two inferior, spring from the junctions of the pedicles and laminae. The articular surfaces are coated with hyaline cartilage. The transverse processes, two in number, project one on either side from the point where the laminae join the pedicle, between the superior and inferior articular processes. They again serve for the attachment of muscles and ligaments. There are different ligaments involved in holding together the vertebra in the column. The anterior and posterior longitudinal ligaments extend the length of the vertebral column along the front and back of the vertebral bodies. The interspinous ligaments connect the adjoining spinous processes of the vertebra. The supraspinous ligament extends the length of the spine running along the back of the spinous processes from the sacrum to the seventh cervical vertebra. From there, it is continuous with the neutral ligament. The vertebral column surrounds the spinal cord which travels within the spinal canal, formed from a central hole within each vertebra. The spinal cord is part of the central nervous system that supplies nerves and receives information from the peripheral nervous system within the body. The spinal cord consists of grey and white matter and a central cavity, the central canal. Adjacent to each vertebra emerge spinal nerves. The spinal nerves provide sympathetic nervous supply to the body, with nerves emerging forming the sympathetic trunk and the splanchnic nerves. The spinal canal follows the different curves of the column. It is large and triangular in those parts of the column which enjoy the greatest freedom of movement, such as the cervical and lumbar regions, and is small and round in the thoracic region where motion is most limited. The spinal cord terminates in the conus medullaris and the corda equina, the corda equina is a bundle of spinal nerves and spinal nerve rootlets consisting of the second through fifth lumbar nerve pairs, the first through the fifth sacral nerve pairs and the coccygeal nerve, all of which arise from the lumbar enlargement and the conus medullaris of the spinal cord. In humans, the spinal cord stops growing in infancy and at the end of the spinal cord is about the level of the third lumbar vertebra or L3 at birth. Because the bones of the vertebral column continue to grow, by about 12 months of age, the end of the cord reaches its permanent position at the level of L1 or L2. The final cord position may occur anywhere from T12 to L3, 